Welcome to 312 Studios, Alabama. Alabama's for the intro music today on episode 13. My co-host just got back from Alabama. I and did. She wanted to play this song, so we're going to crank this song up. Let's go, Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll, Roll Tide. Skinnerd in Alabama. So, um, shout out to Alabama. Yes. Went to go see my mom and my stepdad in Tennessee, and then my sister, niece, and nephew in Alabama. So, uh, how was it in Alabama? I mean, in uh, Tennessee or Alabama? Oh, Tennessee was great. Now, Alabama, we saw a hurricane come in. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they delayed school by two hours, which was just funny to me. Wow. So did you do any interesting things while you were over I, there? I did the things that mattered. I got to love on my mama, stay up late, giggle, spend too much time doing nothing, which is not something I get to do much of in my life, and ride horses, hike around, love on my niece and nephew, all the things. I, lo- I love horses. Um, the, I'm going to tell you what I really like about a horse. Um, I like that their eyes are on the side of their head, and then they can see 360 degrees and that a perfect circle is 360 degrees. And so when Jesus comes back, he's coming back for the world. And so the fact that a horse can see 360 degrees and the world is 360 degrees because a perfect circle is 360 degrees. It's just absolutely amazing. So that's what I like about a horse. What's your favorite thing about a horse? Riding them. Riding them? Mm-hmm. I've never rode. I've never I ridden. enjoy riding. I like the creak of the saddle as you're moving along, the way the leather smells when you're hoisting the saddle up onto the back of the horse. I love throwing my arms around their neck and just burying your nose into their mane and inhaling. Wow. I, I've never really, I've never, I, I can't say I really ever really rode a horse, but... Yeah, that sounds amazing. That sounds really good. I it's mean, it's a beautiful. Do you go fast? Synergy. Like, have you ever like ran? Like, like yeah. Like, I have. Know, it's just... been a few years be- since I've done that. I think this time we did a little trotting and cantering. Cantering's like a slow run, but it was also really fun to see. My niece had started taking riding lessons, and wow. she's learning to post. And her instructor had her preparing. She's going to start jumping eventually. So you she want to give a shout out? You want to shout out her name right yeah, here? Yeah, let's time? talk to Julianne. Julianne. You're doing such a great job on your riding lessons, baby girl. Aunt Carrie is so proud of you. Julianne, mm-hmm. learn, learn to ride that horse, girl. And I want to say hi to my nephew, Callum. Callum. Callum is so smart and so sweet, and I just appreciate them so much, letting me come stay in their house and wreck their schedule. Let me tell you, the favorite moment of the whole visit was my sister didn't tell him I was coming. What? Was it like a su- was it like a surprise? Yeah, she told him that morning when she dropped them yeah. off from for school. She said, "I have a surprise for you." So I I recorded it, the video of yeah. pulling up at their school. I hear my niece squeal, turns around, looks at her brother. That's when I turned on my camera, and then runs to the car, and she's 
she's squealing the whole way to the car, all the way into the back seat. And my nephew comes in giggling, and it just made me feel so welcome and wanted. It was beautiful. These these are special moments that money just can't buy. I mean, there's some things that are just etched in time that can never be timeless and so precious and so godly. There's, I mean, it's the little things, man. You know, it's, it's the, the little things. And now, sweet home Alabama, that's my connection. That's my memory of Alabama. It's getting to spend time with my family, staying up late with my sister. There's a bond that I have with my sister that's just unmatchable. Having a sister is like having a built-in best friend. What's your sister's name? Uh, Jessica. Jessica. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jessica. She's all grown up. She she calls herself Jess, but, you know, I've known her her whole life, so she's my baby girl. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Jessica, man. Lives in Alabama. But uh, let me ask you a question. Did you have to go through Louisiana to get to Alabama? Uh, As much as I could not go through Louisiana, seeing as how there was a hurricane coming in. Another hurricane? Mm -hmm. It is like, I was reading online the other day, that was like the 12th or 13th. I mean, it's some outrageous number that they had this year. A lot of hurricanes this year. That hit Louisiana. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that's. They're getting pummeled. They're not recovered from one, haven't even caught their breath, and the next one is rolling in. And then the one after that one, and then That's it just what keeps I'm talking like, about. It's like nonstop. It's like, when does it stop? My yeah. kids went to go visit my sister and my mom and their families a couple weeks ago, and they were driving back with the hurricane. So I'm thinking, this is not a good family trend we have going here. I, I can't remember a time, and I'm, you know, I'm in my, I'm, I'm 40, 42. I can't remember a time where it was. That many just back to back to back to back to back to back, and it, it's just wow. You know, I, I really can't. I ain't got nothing to say. It's like hey, we're already on the Z's. We made <laughs> it to the Z's this year. It's a lot of hurricanes, and they all seem to hit Louisiana. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, they all seem to just have a magnet towards Louisiana. It's the Gulf of Mexico. It's the shape. It just directs it right inland and through the Gulf. So speaking of Gulf of Mexico. God's been talking to me about gates. Gates, okay. Gates, and there's gate. Do you know there's a gate of entry to the United States? Yeah, there's. I know there's one in Mexico, one in Canada. Are you talking about borders? It's or, a spiritual uh, gate, but it's designated as a gate of entrance into this country. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've read some. I mean, you want to go a little bit deeper in yeah, that? Yeah, so uh, when I tell you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. So a gate, when you enter into the United States of America, think of immigration. Think of people who've, this whole country is made up of immigrants. How do they enter into the USA? Um, by boat or, I mean, because I'm Great, but you can't just come jump off in California. There's a specific protocol that we have to receive people into our country. Mm-hmm. And that would be New York. Okay. Immigrants used to come through Ellis Island. It's now a beautiful place of tourism, but... So being who come through the gate of New York to enter into the United States, being a a son, being a mother and father who who were immigrants, you know my 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 grandmother and my grandfather were immigrants. This elect we got an election. What is today? I think uh, November third. It was just in a couple what, weeks. Yeah, or? today's the thirty first. October. And so 31st. this election is going to be very important to the immigrants because 
my 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 parents were immigrants, and so I'm a son of an immigrant. And so this, you know, this this to to get out there and vote is is going to be very important if you have not already voted. I I have not. I just haven't made it there. Um, have you voted? Me neither. I took this trip to go see my family, and I missed early voting. The days up and who are you voting for? I mean, you don't have to say, but I mean, just who? Uh, Let's not put color on our channel today. Okay, okay. But it's important that everybody's voice is represented. So whoever you vote for, get out there and cast your vote in the polls. The outcome of this election has not just physical or immigration manifestations, but there are spiritual repercussions yeah, for the choices that we make. So like I was mentioning, God's been talking to me about gates. The Gulf of Mexico is a gate into our country. New York is a gate into our country. But there's also spiritual gates into our lives, into our countries. I believe you got to, you know, the word of God says and the Bible says you have to guard your heart. And so, you know, you have to guard the gateway to your heart. As long as you guard that, if you're aware, a lot of people ain't aware of of, of, uh, of the gate, the gateway that, that protects your heart. And, you know, um, a, a lot of emotions control your the, your heart. You know, and so don't let your emotions control the um, your heart, you know, and, and the way you feel inside. Um, you know, speaking of hurricanes, you know, I mean, we, we was talking about hurricanes and, you know, like you said, uh, the the Gulf is a gateway. You know, and uh, if you look at a hurricane, it has four stages. It has a disturbance, a depression, a storm and a hurricane. And many conflicts today and many, many things start off as just a disturbance. Every hurricane is just a disturbance. As the winds pick up, it goes to a depression. As you start thinking about the disturbance that came in your life, the, it starts picking up and then it goes to a storm. And then once you act in that phase of the storm, it's in a full-blown hurricane. And it's already out of hand. A hurricane's already. But check this out. Every hurricane has an eye and it's it's calm on the mi- on the inside of a hurricane it's calm for a reason bro it's it, all these things happen on the outside but in the middle of a hurricane it's calm that's why they call it the eye you know so if you keep your eyes on the cross you'll always have calmness in the middle of any hurricane yeah i do believe in gates gates are very important guard your heart yeah for sure we're talking about storms going on physically in our country right now just as easily, these storms can go on in our hearts. Exactly, yes. So if the heart is one of the <laughs> portals that can be opened in our spiritual body. Think about having disturbances in your heart. Think about having depression in your emotions, the storms of life that we go through, and even the hurricanes that we face. How do we actually guard our heart? How do we shore up that gate? I think your emotion, the way the, the way you think, the way you live, the way you know all these factors. Um, I know one thing for sure: that the cross will always produce peace in the midst of any kind of conflict, any kind of battle, any kind. You know, and so you know, I believe that if you keep your eye on the cross, you have that calmness that that you know in the middle of a hurricane, it's an eye and it's calm in the middle. It's calm. 
you know, keep your eyes on the cross and you're going to have that peace. All these, all these, the disturbance, the, all these things, these high winds and a hurricane, they happen on the outside. But the cross, you, you're going to have peace on that inside, you know. And so I, I believe in gates, you got to guard your heart, you know, guard your emotions. You can't just let every, any and everybody into your heart, into your mind, into your heart, because not everybody has the best intentions. I mean, we living in a day and time where people people are, I mean, crazy. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I, I know kind of crazy is the word is extreme, but it it's we living in them times, you know. Especially after you quarantine people for half the year, there's some pent up energy that comes out. <laughs> it definitely, most definitely, most definitely. Well, I'm glad to see you made it back. I'm glad to see you made it back. I did. You enjoyed your family. You made it back safe. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And so now we're back on three talk. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I, I, we were just sitting here chopping it up. We talked for like 30 minutes before we ever even jumped on the podcast. We're having some good conversations. and um, Yeah, we got ourselves hooked up with some great technical support. A shout out to my brother, Shout Sean. out to Sean, mm-hmm. the um, executive producer of three talk. He's the amazing talent, man. The dude to come in here and just. Hit all kind of buttons that I didn't, I didn't even know existed. <laughs> <laughs> but, He's uh, got some skills for sure. For sure. And uh, what you want to talk about forgiveness. I think that's what we want to talk about forgiveness yeah. on today. We, we've set that up pretty good talking about letting things into <laughs> our heart. So it's a beautiful concept to guard our hearts. But there's a lot of things that happen in life that whether you're on guard or not affect your emotions. Uh, my best friend right now is. Uh, she just went through a storm of life. Her dad had COVID. He was in ICU. Uh, something else was going on. They couldn't. They couldn't put their finger on it. They ended up treating him for a second round of COVID. Sent him home. So the family's rejoicing and in a good place. And and then she got word that her mom had a a mini stroke. Wow. Tried to get on the phone and talk to her. Her mom couldn't talk for a while. Didn't even know who it was. It's really been heartbreaking emotionally. Some of these things we just can't prepare our hearts for. No, this year has been it's been the year of plague. I have not personally. I have not been affected uh, by COVID. Um, any none of my extent. And I want to thank God. It's a blessing because not any of my immediate family has been affected by COVID. But there's many people who have been, and you know, my heart goes out to the to them. You know, and and it's really hard to speak on it because I mean I, I couldn't imagine being being in their shoes at this particular time, and you know, it's not just the people who are sick and their family members, but there's the people who are treating those who are sick. My sister's a an ER nurse. It's part of her job every single day is taking care of sick people. Some of them are sick with COVID when they come into the emergency room. She has a covering of prayer over her life. She has the armor. Yes, she does. What is today's date? Today's the 31st? Today's the 31st. Halloween. And um, somebody asked me, well, I'm wearing the armor of God. That's what I'm wearing. That's my costume. I mean, I'm going to be straight up with you. I, don't, I really don't believe in Halloween. I mean, I got in an argument with somebody the other day. So well, why you don't believe in Halloween? Why you don't believe in Halloween? Look, bro, I don't believe in it. Said, well, the Catholics started Halloween. They're the ones who started I said, well, look at the Catholic Church. It's not actually accurate that Catholics didn't start Halloween. They do celebrate All Saints Day, but Halloween was a concept in place by the Druid priests 
dating all the way back to about 1000 BC, long before Catholicism picked up. They connected the two traditions. But the concept of trick-or-treating is emulating these Druid priests who went door-to-door looking for human sacrifice, and people would try to treat them to avoid someone from their household being taken for sacrifice to false gods. So the origin of the, I hate to call it a holiday, the origin of this <laughs> date alone is, uh, it dates back to some very evil intentions. And I think it's a beautiful thing when the people of God try to take back territory that the enemy claims by making it a holy day. Yeah, I think there's some nobility in that, but we need to have our eyes open and be aware dressing our children up as ghouls and witches and goblins and taking them door-to-door is, in the spiritual realm, opening portals. It's it's giving access. It's giving foothold to gates that we don't want demonic activity interacting in. Wow, that's amazing because I thought I was by myself in this issue. I was attacked fiercely by somebody. Man, you 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 wrong, and you know this and I said, but I just it don't feel right in my spirit. It really don't. If it don't feel right in my spirit, then it just don't. I'm not gonna celebrate it. I don't want to participate. I don't want to hand out candy. I don't want to dress up. I don't want to do none of that because I think it's evil. We we're allowed to have our opinion. Um, last yeah, time I thank checked, thank God for America. Thank God <laughs> for the rights of citizens. I mean, we going back to the gates and the immigration. We live in a beautiful country that gives us the right to practice religion or not practice religion, to believe in God or not believe in God. And as much as people are on their own to develop obscure beliefs, it also gives us the same freedom to worship our God and to celebrate and to follow our convictions. There's places in the world where people don't own Bibles. They can't serve God openly. It's illegal to even witness about Jesus Christ. So I'm really grateful that we live in a beautiful country that protects our rights. If we haven't already said it, get out there and vote. Yes, vote, vote. And, you know, we're not on either side, you know, uh, Trump or Biden, you know. And But I believe God's going to choose whoever he chooses. And they're all placed there for a reason. If you look at when Jesus was going to his crucifixion, the, the Roman emperor at that time was Pilate, I think, uh, Pontius Pilate. Well, he was in charge, and sometimes God puts people in charge for a reason. People, he's going to put whoever you, uh, he's going to put whoever he wants to do the will of God, whether it be Trump or whether it be Biden, whether it be Kanye, it don't matter. God is in control of it. I mean, we can vote until we blew in the face, but God is the ultimate decision maker he's gonna he's gonna make that decision if he says donald trump i'm all for Donald. if he says joe Biden, i'm gonna accept that accept whatever the outcome is but personally i mean personally i mean y'all can get mad at me for one i mean because i mean this three talk and we're gonna be honest i'm i'm leaning towards donald trump because i worked in the oil field for many many years of my life and that's all i ever known my brother's connected to the oil field my whole family works in the oil field. And so if Biden wants to get in, he's going to shut down the whole oil and gas industry. And so hundreds and thousands of people are going to be without jobs. You know, that's going to affect me. That's not going to affect me. It's going to affect my family. It's going to affect a lot of people who live in Louisiana, where I'm from, that depend on 
the oil and gas industry as a way of life. I depended on that for the majority, a big majority of my life. I worked offshore in the oil and gas. And for, you know, Biden to go up there and say, look, we're going to shut the oil and gas industry completely down is just foolishness to me. It's just really nonsense. And I, I don't agree with that. And so that's why I'm leaning towards Trump. And, you you know, you can call me, you know, say, oh, well, you racist and this and that. You know what I mean? I'm going to vote for who I want to vote for, and I'm going to stand on it. If you don't like it, then you just don't like it. I mean, I'm not here to tickle your ears. I'm not here to make you happy or feel some type of way, you know, and that's just what, that's my opinion on that. And you live in a country that allows you to express your opinion, so thank God for that. Yeah, so... The gateway, Carrie. So tell me about the spiritual gateway that is in America. The spiritual gateway portals that was in America. Portals. There's different portals that we use to get into this country. But I also wanted to talk about the portals that we use um, that are used to get into our spiritual life. You mentioned a really good one, and that was the heart. We open our heart. We let certain things in. And so I really wanted to explore that a little more. Well, Guarding our heart is a good thing, but I also mentioned sometimes there's things we can't prepare ourselves for. Life is just happening. COVID's one of them. Talked about illness, my friend. How do you know when something is toxic in your heart? Like, is there a certain feeling that you can feel that, you know, okay, this has got it, this is coming to my heart and it's not supposed to be there? Okay, so for me personally, I'm per, going to yeah, represent pers- Carrie here. For me personally, the Holy Spirit speaks directly to me about issues like that. So when you give your life over to Christ, you invite Jesus to come into your heart, and then the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is also welcomed. This is what people mean when they say walking in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will talk to you. And it feels not like an audible voice. It feels like a prompting or when you hear truth, there's something inside of you that latches on to that and says, that's true, that's right. But if we don't have our gates shored up, if we don't have our portals protected spiritually, the enemy can access these same gates in our lives. The enemy can think thoughts inside your head and make you think that you authored them. He doesn't know what you're thinking, but that doesn't mean he can't be an imposter and implant So a lot of these thoughts that show up in times when our hearts are being challenged or toxicity is happening are thoughts that have to do with shame, questioning whether I should even be here in this world, blaming other people for things instead of taking responsibility for ourselves. How do you shut that down? Like if you're being attacked like that, like how you say, how can somebody who's listening right now who is going through that, it seems exact what you're explaining right now, how, what, what can they do right now to shut that down and regain, uh, you know, n- normal peace? It's a great question. Well, the first step is realizing that that's what's happening. Because one of the tactics of the enemy is deceit. We literally think it's coming from us. The enemy, his name, it means Diablo. He's a false accuser. He will testify in your own mind against other people. And if you don't check those thoughts, if you don't let the Holy Spirit do that work, 
of transforming your mind into the image of Christ constantly. You'll think you woke up that morning with a huge revelation that you married the wrong person. You just need to file for divorce and get out. Wow, that that would be crazy. (laughs) There's a lot of people who think that they've seen the light and it's time to abandon their entire family and the vows that they made to that marriage. The enemy will do this work in our minds constantly if we open the portal, if we let him through the gate. So the first step is just realizing we're under attack. Mm -hmm. This is not coming from inside of you. You don't want to betray your vows. You don't want to leave your family. Give in to fear. Give way to shame. Abandon the purpose that you were created for. But without awareness, with the unconsciousness of you're under attack, you keep the gates welcoming the enemy in because you don't realize it's happening. So first step is just awareness. You're under attack. Second step, what do you do once you realize you're being attacked? It changes everything, right? Now you're in a position to actually... You're on guard. You, you went from attack to be on guard. Mm-hmm. Right? Now you're on guard. Now you can do something about it. Pray, for me, prayer is, is one of the weapons that I try to uh, resort to because it, it's a, you could talk directly to God. Fasting is another one. Yeah, fasting is a weapon that we pull out when there's stubborn enemies in place. But don't forget to pray. Just open your mouth and call out the God. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit speaks to the ear of God with groanings we can't even understand. It doesn't even matter what you say. We're set up for success in the realm of grace. If we just open our minds up to reaching out for God and let anything come out of our mouth in that moment, the Holy Spirit is going to transform that utterance into a fragrant offering into God's ears on our behalf. That's a good, that's real good. That's real good. And God will do all kinds of things to protect his children. When you just invite him, he can release legions of angels on your behalf. He can penetrate even hardened hearts of your foe on the other side. The Bible says he prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. He doesn't wait until things are, the storm's passed and things are all better. He likes to go right in the middle of the siege and set up a table in front of you in that moment. He will make your enemies your footstool. And I was going through something. Um, sometimes not everybody can go where you go. God asked me to do something personally. I'm real sensitive to the spirit and he asked me to do something and I didn't do it. Uh, like you said, you know, delayed obedience is still disobedience. I didn't do it. He made it to where, okay, now, are you going to do it or not? And so, and not everybody can go. You know, when Abraham went to the mountain, he had two servants. And he told them to stay. He didn't tell them what he was doing. Not everybody can bear that cross you're bearing. And so not everybody needs to know what you're doing Because when God asks you to do one specific thing, like he asked Abraham, Abraham went. He took his servants. He didn't tell his servants anything. He said, stay here at the bottom of the mountain. I'm going up here. Not everybody can go where you go. Everybody's made different. And so I had to take this journey by myself. And so I took it by myself. And the outcome was victory. Amen. And so that's all I'm trying to say is that, you know, Everybody bears their own cross. And when God asks you to do something, do it. <laughs> when God asks you to do something, yeah. man, y'all need to do it. Cause Obedience releases blessing. 
you know, it, you know, I really don't feel comfortable talking about it because it's so personal that I just I don't I don't even feel comfortable on this podcast talking about it. It's okay. It's still but, a, it's a good reminder for all of us. Physical obedience releases spiritual blessing in our lives. So actually obeying and heeding the voice of God. So I, I want to bring something else up. We talked about prayer, but I want to talk about the power of our words as well. Because when we're in unconsciousness, so often we're walking around agreeing with the attack of the enemy in our life because we don't realize we're under attack. But the yes. first step, awareness, um, this, this is not of God. This Word curses. Words have power. Mm -hmm. This is not what God wants for my life. So begin to speak against it. This is a powerful weapon you can use in your life right now, no matter what's going on or the state of your heart. If you've already moved past depression into storm, or maybe you're in a hurricane right now, it's not too late to access that eye of the storm. Open your mouth and speak against your circumstances in agreement with what God says. I just barely started learning this when I started hanging around Gary because, you know, she tells me, I was just, boy, you know, better watch those word curses. And, like, I've never really realized how the way I talk and how it comes out, but it really was coming out crazy. And um, since then, I mean, I have been noticing and watching the way I speak more just out in the open instead of just blurting whatever out. And you got to make sure you're not word cursing, like you said, mm -hmm. um, because the things you say have power. That's right. Let's not forget that we've been given that authority, not only against the circumstances in our own lives, but we also speak word curses over other people without realizing it. So it's important that we, especially as believers, but even as a witness to those who don't know Christ, that what's coming out of our mouth is encouraging and positive and wow. not condescending or thinking we're right. Thinking we're right is a huge attack of the enemy. God is the one who What if rides. you are right, though? Who's to say? According to who are you right? I mean, I mean. You just told <laughs> us who you thought should be president. Do we know that that's the heart of God? There are thoughts. And I think it's great that everybody is able to have their own thoughts. But at the end of the day, ego overinflates us to the point that we let down our guard. And things come into our gates through our portals with our agreement for these things that are not necessarily of God. Anytime that we get proud or puffed up, or think highly of ourselves, we're opening ourselves up to attacks from the enemy. This is my commandment that you love one another, that you're joined. Okay, let, let, okay, okay, okay. I understand that. Now, what part of that is flesh? Part of who our hum, our human nature. I mean, I think are we really made to be whole? Uh, I mean, I know we can obtain some part, some type of holiness here on earth. But were we really made to be completely error-free? I mean, there's got to be some part of where, I mean, even the best of the best, David, you can go all the way back to Noah, you can go all the way back to Solomon, have fell in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And these are people that, there's some major characters in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so as a human, as a person, there's going to be a time where, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be in a fleshly state. Do you think that you can maintain, as like right now, that type of holiness 24-7, 7 days, 365? First of all, we're all in need of a Savior. So nobody's to say that I'm, I've transcended to any state of being where I no longer need Jesus. It's only because of Jesus. It's only because of his salvific power in my life. 
It's only because of the redemption that comes through the blood of Christ that I'm able to live any day and access these things that we're talking about, prayer, communication with God, speaking words of affirmation to my fellow man and to myself. My own self-talk is my biggest struggle. I have to watch the things I think and say about myself. I'm more susceptible to thinking negatively about my own being than I am about other people. And everybody has their own weakness in their flesh. That one's mine. And also being willing to take it all the way to the the discipline of fasting when it's something stubborn. Opening our eyes, realizing that we're under attack. Being willing to open our mouth, cry out to God, and speak directly to our circumstances in the authority that we're given in Christ. But when we fail, and we will fall, all of us, every single man is sinful, except for Christ who walked this earth without sin. Because of that cross, we're able to ask for God's grace. We've boiled this whole thing down to one word. It's forgiveness. Yes, forgiveness. You heard it right there, man. It's so powerful. It's the key to a lot of battles. Because if you can't forgive, you're you're sowing some dangerous seeds. Because that seed of bitterness is going to turn to hatred. You want to kill it. If you if you choose forgiveness, you will kill that that seed. And that's all we're saying is that you know forgive. Somebody asked me a question the other day. Man, I can't forget that dude. He keeps doing that every time I turn around. He keeps he keeps on keeps on keeps on. Keeps on. How many times am I supposed to forgive somebody? Jesus said, "Forget a man." I think he said uh, seventy times seven. Seventy times seven. So that is. 700, I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, I don't think he was really putting a number. He's just Mm. saying a lot. You know what I hear more often from people is, I don't know how to forgive. Unforgiveness is eating them up. Being in those shoes, there's two things that really help me let go of grievances that I have against other people and against myself. The first one is realizing that everybody has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You just pointed that out. We discussed that, the need for redemption and grace. So everybody has access to the forgiveness of God. And it takes courage. It takes courage. You know, a lot of a lot of people can't strum up courage. Don't be a coward. The Bible says that God hates a coward. And so stop being cowardly. Stop being coward. God hates a coward. If you, What's the definition of a coward? Someone who's afraid. Someone who's afraid to go through. I looked it up. Who's, a, you know, someone who's afraid to, to stand up to something. Yeah, without faith, we can't please God. And fear is the opposite of faith. Fear is faith in the wrong kingdom. So having faith in God, believing what he says, and actually taking steps towards trusting his words, and those are acts of we, faith. We have raised up a generation of cowards, people who are afraid of truth, people who are afraid of the word, people who are afraid to forgive. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's the truth. A coward will be thrown in the lake of fire. I just want to say, man, don't be no coward. Have courage, have faith, have forgiveness, but most importantly, have love. With that being said, Carrie's going to lead us out with a very special prayer like she does every single episode. I I gave them just one. Let me give them both of those. The two things that help me when I get stuck in forgiveness. Mm -hmm. The first one is realizing that I've been forgiven. And if all sins are equal in the eyes of God, 
the grace that I've been shown, my cup is running over with that grace, with that love. God is love. And the more forgiveness he pours into me, the more capacity I have to extend that to other people. The Bible talks about if you've been given much, if you've been forgiven much, you're going to be more grateful. Now we're at Mary Magdalene pouring out that perfume on Jesus' feet and washing his feet with her tears and drying his feet with her hair. This is a picture of somebody who was so grateful for all that she had been forgiven of. She knew how numerous her sins were, and yet experiencing the freedom of forgiveness now gives her the capacity to pour that out on someone else. And, and, and if you notice in that verse, the ungrateful person who said, man, she spent the whole year's wages, a whole year's wages on, on the perfume. Yeah, the, the Pharisee, Simon, criticized her act of worship. But that's somebody who had not experienced forgiveness. Yeah. So the second thing that helps me is realizing that God moves on behalf of his children. So when someone commits a crime or a sin or a, an act of willful disobedience against you, God takes it personal. And he is far more capable of dealing with that person's heart than I am. Yes. So being willing to cast all my cares on him and give that unforgiveness that, but God, this thing that they did to me was so horrible, it's really hard to let go of. It caused me so much pain. It, it hurt me to the depths of my soul. I want to hold on to my anger and my unforgiveness towards this person because it feels right. It feels moral to do that. And yet God calls us to forgiveness because he wants to free us. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and thinking the other person's going to die. So if we're willing to actually forgive that person and cast the grievance over onto God, put it in his hands, trust him, have the faith that he's going to fight on your behalf. He's the one who can set up a table in the midst of the storm in the presence of yeah. your enemy. You were telling me, a before we even started, she was telling me a story. I'm not going to say it, but you, you were telling me a story about your ex and how all that situation went down. And I couldn't have did it. Like, <laughs> personally, I couldn't. There, like I, I don't I mean, have the capacity to forgive like that either. But you did. You chose it. But I have been forgiven like that. God's grace and the forgiveness that he's extended to me in my life. Am I better than God? No. I mean, you're talking about the cowardice of not. It takes courage to extend grace and forgiveness to someone else. It was a gift freely given to me. And who am I better than God that I should say to someone else who's hurt me that I won't forgive them mm -hmm. when God has so readily forgiven me and adopted me? and given me grace and love and forgiveness in my life. I mean, what freedom we get to walk in. What an eye of the storm in the middle of the hurricane because of that forgiveness. Amen. That's, that's amazing. So I'll be glad to take us out. All right. Go ahead. Take us out. God, we just, we bless your name. We glorify you. We magnify you. We worship you. We thank you for the forgiveness for sending your son Jesus into this world to take all of the burdens of our sins onto his body. And now by his stripes, we're healed. And we get to be free and walk in the joy and the gladness and the glory of your presence because there's nothing between us. We can commune with you freely. And Lord, I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would bring to our minds in this moment the person that we need to extend that same forgiveness to. 
that we need to be an example of your love in this world and extend forgiveness and grace to others and love them because that's what you've called us to do. I just thank you that your Holy Spirit is giving us wisdom, is giving us words, is directing us in prayer, and is guiding us in our lives. I pray that you would continue to help us to guard our hearts as we go forth into this week, that you would allow us to be salt and light for you in this world. We love you, Lord. We thank you for the divine appointments that you're bringing into our life, and we thank you for the good name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 That was good. Uh, we're here on 3 Talk. We're on seven major platforms. This was episode 13. We're going to have episode 14 next week. So y'all be paying attention for that. Go check us out on Spotify. Spotify. Y'all go check us out on Spotify. And if you have any emails. Yeah, if you have any questions or comments or if there's something that you would love to hear us discuss on the show, you can send us an email. The email address is the number 3, 3talkpodcast at gmail.com. All right. There you heard it. We 3 talk. And uh, that's it for this episode. Go vote. Yeah.